you see to be made whole sight you see to be made whole they want to share that with you this morning praise the lord and this is going to make you see the three classes of persons we find in church from this passage i'm about to read we have three categories of people that we'll find in church and um, by the time we go to you're going to see we have a larger class of persons from the description we're going to give this morning. So can we turn to the book of John chapter 20. This is about the death of Jesus and uh, they've got to go to the graveside. And uh, then he rose so they wanted to find out if he was risen or something like that. Are we there in John 20? I'm reading from verse number 1. Praise the living God. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene. Are we there in John? Early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. What did she do? She ran and she saw. Is that okay? All right. Verse number two. Then she ran it and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved. And said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came forth to the sepulchre. And he stooping down and looking in saw. <laughs> the leading clothes lying yet went he not in. You got the picture? Verse number six. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and see it. The linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple came first to the sepulchre. And he saw and believed. For I hear the new know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Hallelujah. Now get this. The Bible said Mary came in there. She ran. She was the first to appear there. She saw the place open. The body was not there and she ran back and told Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. What happened is she saw. What did she see? Primarily an open grave. Hallelujah. The word for Mary, the word saw, or what she see here is blepo. Blepo means to look at, to sight. I would like to stop there. There are some other ones. Significantly, it means to be more continued inspection or a watching from a distance. Listen to me. All this thing we're talking about is somebody went to where Jesus was supposed to be. 
Is that alright? Just like you come to church. Blepo. Mary watched from a distance. She didn't go in. Somebody went in and saw. Both of them are seen. <laughs> are you listening to me now? Very good. Just a little bit because we're not going to take time in this message. It's going to go in straight into your heart. Hallelujah. Now, if in verse 6, the Bible says, Peter went in and see it. Is that okay? Now, what is Peter seeing? Telio. Telio means to be a spectator of. That's another dangerous place to be. Some people are watching Jesus from a distance. They've heard about him. They claim to be disciples, but they are watching from a distance. That's one group in the church. Another group is a group of spectators. Peter came in, saw. You see, Mary was continuously watching from a distance and observing and trying to watch. Is it true? You see, you know what that means to me? Some of us come to church, is Christ real? Is, is this thing they are preaching, is it real? Is it true? You're watching from a distance. It can't work. It can't work. It doesn't make meaning. You are not entering in. You are out. You are on the outside. You are on the outer court. You are watching from a distance. Some people are having fellowship with the Lord. But you are watching from a distance. But all of you are in the church. But in your spiritual state, you are far off. You are just watching. Nothing can happen. Nothing. This is a problem, people. It's not because you don't come to church. But in your mind, you are far away. You're just watching. And every day you keep after the message has come. Is it true? <laughs> can this thing work? It's what pastors teaching. Are they really correct? You are far away. No fellowship, no relationship. But don't forget... This Mary got miracles from Jesus. This Mary loved Jesus. But I'm telling you, she was a far person from who Jesus was supposed to be. In her heart of heart. Who knows if Mary loved Jesus because of the miracle that she performed. But here is another group. Simon Peter. A spectator. Another class of people. We have more spectators in the church than participants. They come to church, but they are spectators. They just watch. They just gaze. Now, how many of you, tell me, do you participate in this fellowship? We're talking of the communion of the spirit. Do you participate? It doesn't mean how long you've been with the Lord. Peter has been with the Lord. He knows everything. But let me tell you, you know what is happening? At this stage, they were still on the other side. They have not crossed over. So he was describing the real life of the average Christian until he missed with Christ on the cross and crosses over on the other side. We have more spectators in the church than true believers. And don't you forget, a spectator have no reward. Most of all, you pay to even be a spectator. Oh, come on, help me, somebody. You go to a football match, a spectator. You are not performing. You are not playing the football. The reward goes to the man on the pitch. But you pay to go and watch the man on the pitch, a spectator. You see, 
God will have to help the church to come out of this realm. Amen. These are disciples. We are not doubting. Peter is a disciple. Sure is it. I'm, I'm trying to make you understand this morning, people of God. Some of us have moved beyond just being spectators to come to the place of fellowship. We are not just watching things happening. We are partaking of that which is happening. That's what I'm talking about. You are not just watching the footballer. You are playing. Don't pay money to watch people. Don't pay money to listen to pastors. Don't pay money to go to a convention. Be a participant. It's only the man that is involved in the action that gets reward. Murder doesn't go to spectators. How many of you even think about it? Those who drum along in a court, what do they call them when they go football match? Supporters club. What, what is, apart from maybe some voluntary, does the government really pay them some money? As money? To, 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 to organize that. Think about that. Spectators. No medal, no recognition, nothing. You spend your own money to go and watch somebody who's been paid for. May that not be your portion in church. Now, don't forget, this man who is a spectator here is a believer. He is, in fact, is the right hand man of, is the man that asks questions most often, the boldest man, if you will, among the disciples. But in his spiritual description, he's a spectator. At that dimension, at that place, at that point in time in his life, in his journey with Jesus Christ, he was a spectator. Don't come to church and be a spectator, you will have no reward. And that is why people wonder, how come all of us are in fellowship, but some people are making progress, others are not making progress. Is that that you are watching from a distance, Mary, ministry? Or you are a spectator of the type of Peter who will go in, you know, even try to go, he go in, he saw the napkin. But from the point of that of a spectator, reality have not done in. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Something has to happen to your spirit to be able to get something from the Lord. You can't be watching from a distance. Neither should you be a spectator of men participating in the actions and the communion in the fellowship of the Lord. And you just come to church and be watching them every day. Singing and dancing. And that plays me something very terrible. I remember listening to a friend of mine and we went to fellowship in Liberia this last time I went for the meeting. And I saw this elderly sister, three of them. One of them was the choir director. I just wonder what we really do here. With all this beautiful skill, the voices God has given to us, we think ministering in song is meant for children. We think ministering to the Lord in song is meant for youths. I saw this elderly lady. She was a choir director. I was thrilled. After service, I went to her and said, thank you so much. Because she so blessed me with her coordination. Even though the sound was poor. And the bishop there told me that the sound engineer was not on seat that day. So it was not. The sound was, but even in the midst of the artist stage, he asked that his instrument should stop. And they went with voices alone. I mean, something tremendous God has blessed you with. But you come to church and you're a spectator. Because you feel you're too big. Or maybe you're ashamed. Hey, he that is ashamed of me, I shall also be ashamed of him. God gave you a voice. It doesn't matter whether you're a mother. Oh, come on now. Let me leave that. Am I rebuking somebody? I can chastise those who I love. <laughs> so we are spectators. Are you getting that? 
And we have this merry type of thing, continuous examination and inspection. Can you, have you, can you think about what I'm talking about? You, you are fellow but you continuously examine these things. You, you, you can't come to a conclusion. Men who continuously examine. And, and so they go to church once and they pull out and say, Why? well, I'm just still thinking about it. They're always thinking. They're never going in. Plebo. Those are the playable categories of people. Then when you come to the theory, the type of the Peter, they just sit and watch and let others do the activities. Let others perform. Let others do the work. Let others make the contribution. Let others do the singing. Let others do the sweeping. Spectators! And they want to get results? I wonder how it's going to come to be. The only time they ever see you in fellowship is on fellowship days. Even that too, not regular. Okay, forget about the congregation or coming together. What is your relationship in your spirit man with the father? Are you still watching from a distance? Or you are really communing in the secret place of the most high? You know, it's amazing to me. Recently, I was counseling with somebody. My wife was trying to say, come on, look, take time and help this person out. I mean, it's amazing. This is sister I met some time ago. I can't even remember. But she got to me on Facebook and said, don't you remember me? We ministered together in South Africa, 2006. I was one of the people that featured prominently in songs. Oh, wonderful. But come to hear this story. I'm just tired about life. Witches want to kill me. I'm looking for somebody that can help me. I'm tired of witchcrafting. Now that's the question. She wrote to me about two months ago. I ignored that kind of thing. I don't understand. You're ministering in songs. You're doing all the witches are killing you. And then she came back again and said, Now, tell me, where do you fellowship? Who is your pastor? Now, for you to be ministering at that level in international conferences and witches are still your problem. I don't know where you fellowship, my sister. And I don't know from which level you are ministering from. I said, just go to Colossians 1, 12 and 13. If you know your location at this moment, witches cannot oppress you. You are doing service and you are not in communion with the world you are serving? Terrible. How can witches be your problem at this stage? I wrote a long letter unto her. She replied, said, thank you for taking time to explain to me. What it means to be in this new faith. I say, you better come over. Because some of us have crossed over for too long ago. We crossed over even before we started ministering. In our mind, we've crossed over. And because of that, the oppressor cannot oppress those who have crossed over. We are overcomers in another realm. Hallelujah. Spectators. You go to church, witches are killing you. Spectators. You are doing all the ministry. Peter was strong. But the description of what he saw was that of a spectator. <laughs> you do not the ministry, you do not the praying, you do not the shouting, do whatever. Devils are sickly. You are a spectator. You're just coming to watch people dramatize. Pastor jumping around and shouting and doing all the ministry. You are just a spectator. No fellowship in the spirit. May God help somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't live at that level, people of God. Are you still following this? We've just discussed two classes of people. One is watching from where? A distance. He didn't go in. 
Another one went in, but what? A spectator. She, he was not participating in the resurrection. He was not participating. Because you participate in the resurrection in your mind. You associate. You, you come to the place of association with the one that have reason. You participate. I told you here some time ago. Registration is not the thing of yesterday. It's a now factor. Because it's a person. Hallelujah. The next person. Three people went in there. Isn't it? Let's look at the next one. The next person is John. The one that Jesus loved. Look at it. Hallelujah. And um, that's verse number 8, I think. Amen. And then the Bible says, verse number 8, look at it. Then went he in also, that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre. And he do what? Saw. The word that is Edo. E-I-D-O. Edo. He saw and believed. I want you to see, I want you to see this. One is Plebo. One is Tiakiro. The other one is Edo. Three different levels of sin in the church. Now, when you come to the Edo type of sin, you have every reason to believe what you are hearing. <laughs> Glory to God. And that is where this healing comes from. Are you still there with me? Oh, praise the Lord. He came and he saw and believed. What did he believe? If you look at the next verse, you're going to understand something. Verse number nine. For at yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. That means he believed in the dead even though they did not know the scripture. That's a miracle. To all of them, they did not know yet. They did not yet to come to understand what that scripture means. That will rise again on the third day. But here is a man that came in, saw and believed into what others have never seen. My friend, that brings the difference in your life and fellowship. Every one of us may be hearing what we are saying now. But some may be seeing and believing. Another word does it mean to see? I want you to understand it because it's very important. The word Edo means to perceive. It means to see. It means to be sure. It means to understand. To be sure. And to do what? To understand. That is very important. Very, very important. To believe. Believe. The word believe also means pistol, which means to have faith upon with respect to a person. To believe means to do what? To have faith. By implication, when John got there and he saw that this man have reason, he believed and he had faith in the fact that Jesus was going to rise on the third day. So was the first to believe. So it is not those who see first that could believe first. Hallelujah. Mary saw first and they believed. Peter saw, they didn't believe. John came, saw and did what? Believed. It is not seeing that is important. It is believing that is the key. Hallelujah. Different level of belief. Now let me show you how important this is. Look at the book of Matthew chapter 13. Jesus was speaking to them about the parables of the kingdom. God can only deliver to your hand when you come to the place of egoism. If I will use that word. <laughs> Glory to God. When you come to that level and you come to the place of belief, things will come to your hands. The miracle you're looking for will come when you combine the idols and then the belief. Be still. Hallelujah. Matthew 13. Are you there with me? Look at verse 13. 
Now, all the parables was given to them. One, two, three, dragnet, seed, whatever about the kingdom. When it come to verse 13, he said, Therefore I speak I to them in parable because they see and see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. We said, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand. And see you shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is was gross. And their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest at any time that you see it though. With their eyes and hear with their ears. And should do what? Understand with their heart. And should be what? Converted. And what follows there? And should heal them. So you see, if you see from the perspective of Plebo, no healing. If you see as a spectator, no healing. You have to come to the place of Edo and understanding. Is that all right? The word converted epistrophos actually means to turn around, to return. Oh, help me, Lord. What are we saying here? When you turn around, my friend, you're going back to the original. You are going back to the beginning. When I'm in the beginning, you are going back to the original state that God intended you to live in, even in Genesis 1.26. To return. A conversion is not a question. Tell me, if conversion means, I believe, I don't convert to, eh? I'm talking of returning. Returning to where? Did you know where you were before? How can you not say you have converted in the true sense? Come on, is anybody following what I'm talking about? Unless you first know where you were coming from and you lost the way and then somebody returned you there, then you can say, yes, you've converted. So when you use the word conversion or even when you come to the place of conversion, that means you are saying you cannot understand who you originally were before the fall. And if I have to go back to who I used to be, you were speaking that on, on Friday, if I have come to the place of dominion, the understanding of dominion, what is a witch going to do in my life? Ruling over the, okay, the man even said the fish speaks of, 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 of witches. Fine. He said, have dominion over them. Whatever description you want to get. Returning, that is conversion. And until you begin to think back to who you used to be, God has no help for you. That's what it means there. Glory to God. Converted, return, turn around, go back again. Just like saying born again or born from above. Going back into the spirit. Though you're a natural man, but you're living your life in the spirit dimension. Things working out for you because the heavens are speaking on your behalf. Amen. The heavens who ruled. Hallelujah. The word understanding. Tsunami. Or tsunami, not tsunami. Hallelujah. Is to put together, and I like that, to put together mentally, to comprehend by implication, to act piously. Now, I'm interested in the A part. To put together mentally. That's a problem. To understand. When he say he saw and believed, and he talks about those who got converted, and they understand, he will heal them. So where does healing come from? When your mental picture of the situation if not back to the original state, healing doesn't take place. Your mental state must change, people. Where is the reversion coming from? Where is the confession coming from? From your mind, your mental state. 
Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Look at what that guy was saying about a mentoring class. I said, I can see my future. I can carve my future. That's a mental picture. Something's opening up in his mind. The spirit begins to see who he is. He can say, I can grasp my future. I can hold it. But you see, beginning, it means you walk into it step by step. You understand that? You, oh, help me, Lord. Begin. You can say, begin. I-N-G. Just put a little stroke that beginning. That means a walk. It's a process towards the finishing. You begin and you go on. In the beginning was the word. The whole of the world. The creation was in the world. That was in the beginning. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Are you following what I'm talking about? And this must be in your mind. Who are you, people? No, 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 no. Don't be a spectator. You see, you have to discover who you are. Oh, no. Listen, listen, listen. The prince of the world coming, you shall find nothing in me. I'm not thinking the thought of the devil, so he has nothing to attract. Who? What you think about is what you do, what you attract. So the prince of the world coming, he shall find nothing in me. My thoughts are pure. I'm not thinking devilish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is anybody following this? Your mental picture, you see, he said, lest they see Ido. And be converted, they go back to the original state in their mind and they understand, they put the whole picture together and say, I'm not supposed to live here. I will now heal them. So healing doesn't come until your mental picture is put right. That's why some people can get healing and go back to the same problem. Why? Because the healing didn't take place in their mind. Hallelujah. It's an influence in the environment they find themselves. Come on, is anybody hearing me here? You see, Saul could prophesy, not because he was a prophet, but he entered an environment that had been created by Samuel and the sons of the prophet, and so he begins to prophesy, not because he's a prophet. The environment made him to act. He responded to the environment because he had no control over the environment. The environment had control over him, and whatever was happening in the environment happens to him because that is where he finds himself. Some of you are having partial healing because you find yourself in an environment where healing is taking place. But it's not in your mind. So you go back home and you lose it. Once you leave the environment, you are a different person. It shouldn't be so. You are a spectator. Come on, am I talking to somebody? It shouldn't be so. I want you to grasp hold of Jesus. Listen to me. John said, the word which we have from the beginning, which we have handled with our hand. In other words, we know what we are talking about. We can feel Christ. Glory to God. And the healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Freedom takes place. Now, now, now let me show you something. Mentally put together. Matthew 13, look at verse 51 again. Look at verse 51. Same thing. Jesus was speaking in that Matthew 13. Isaiah prophesied of these people. They will not see. Neither will they be converted. Neither will they come to a place of understanding. Putting things together mentally in their mind that I may heal them. Now when you get to verse 51, look at what he said. And two. Jesus said unto them, he's not speaking to the disciples after all the parables. Have you understood all these things? Can you see the question? In other words, have you been able to put all these parables together? Did they make meaning to you now? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Therefore, I like this, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man 
that is an householder which brought forth out of his treasure things new and old he's a new man he's a man that can grasp both realms together both heaven and earth are coming together in some people the interface humanity he that is instructed who in his mind have been able to comprehend the reality of the parables that is put in about the kingdom you live a new man upon the face of the earth both old and new manifesting through your life you are a human being but you're living a spiritual life come on is anybody hearing me old and new now if you watch that precisely you know he's talking about Matthew Matthew was a scribe a task collector is that all right but he, he was described by sect. And now he came to the camp of Jesus. So he understood what they believed there. And he also now understood exactly what the kingdom is. So he's a better man to interpret, if you will. He's just like Apostle Paul. He was both a Pharisee and now he's an apostle. Such a man, you can do anything to him. Because the man that is holding heaven and earth together. Is that all right? Jesus said, even as I'm talking to you now, I'm in heaven. Is that all right? He carried heaven along with him wherever he was going. He could speak out of the heavens. He could manifest heaven. I tell you, what are you worried about? Something called a witch or a wizard or something. These are elemental spirits. Can I tell you something, people of God? In my own little study, I know this for one thing. The spirit of a witch is the most fearful spirit of all the spirit upon the face of the earth. That I know. Take it from me. This morning. One of the most fearful spirits in creation is the spirit of witchcraft. You empower them because of fear. Is that all right? We have a dog in our compound. And yesterday the dog broke the chain. And my daughter stepped up. I said, hey. I said, what is that? I said, the dog has no rope. <laughs> I said, the dog doesn't bite people. In the first place, the dog already knows you. The dog only barks when they say stranger in the compound. That's fellowship. So even the devil knows who you are. Yes, oh, come on, help me. Am I talking to somebody? They knows who you are. You are just afraid. You say, but how could you say that? Look at the confession. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who knows them? The devil. But who are you? The devil knows who you are. He knows what you are afraid also. He knows what you are saying. He knows your confession. He works on you based on your mind. He deals with you. Is anybody following this? Jesus said, have you understood all these parables put together? I'm not just talking. Can you comprehend them in your mind? <laughs> have you come to a conclusion and say, hey, no, no, no. I know what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not just a fairy tale. It's not just another story. I can't understand what the kingdom is. Have you come to that conclusion? I will heal you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? Yes, and he said, let's come into their hearts. The word heart is from the word cardia. Hmm? But believe in the heart. It means thoughts of feelings. And that's interesting. He said, God have hardened their heart. He made their heart gross. You don't understand? Lest they see. Oh. So watch that. Like I said, the word means thoughts. That means your thought is connected to your mind. It's connected to your, your mentality, like I was trying to say before. And now the Bible says God makes it in such a way that they can't think well. In other words, their mind cannot be exercised. Oh, 
Is, is that all right? And the Bible talks about those who can exercise to know between good and evil. That's a privilege of those who have come to the Lord. That your mind functions. It is a throw it away, but say renew it. Now you can exercise it to know that which is right and that which is wrong. So when the Bible says their heart is was gross, that means they can't exercise their mind. Their thoughts and feelings are dead. And don't forget Luke chapter 10. Remember that? Deep thoughts. That shall serve the Lord thy God. With what? All the heart, all the strength, all the mind, which has to do with what? Deep thoughts. These people, their thinking is shallow. They can understand what God is saying. They don't understand what God is saying. But don't forget, the Bible says, John entered, he saw, and understood. Did you get that? Which means his heart was functioning. It was a religious movement. Peter was so religious. Hallelujah. You see, you see, you see somebody said, well, Peter was such a strong man in the Bible. Can I tell you something? If you look at the book of Luke, he says something. When the transfiguration take, took place, you know what? He told Jesus, See, I would like us to be three. I, if I would do it, I, I would do it. Not you. I will build the three tabernacles. I will, I will be. I'll bring the money. We'll build it. Is that all right? Three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for you. Let's stay here. We're not going down again. And the Bible says, not knowing what he said. Too bad. He spoke not knowing what he said. <laughs> it doesn't enter into his mind what tabernacle is all about. Are you still following what I'm talking about here this morning? John saw Ido. He understood. And then he believed in other words, he trusted in Christ because he could understand. That means you can't trust until you do what? You understand. Your faith can be shaken because there's no understanding. What we need to pray for this morning is understanding. You can't be a spectator. Amen. Hallelujah. Neither can you be watching from where? From a distance. You've got to go in. You've got to see. You've got to understand. And have communion with the Lord. And healing will take place. The Lord bless you.